over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians 1, verses 17 through 23. The resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead, then seated him at the right hand of the Father and put him over all principalities and powers, is the same power given to us. Should that make a difference in our lives? Should we be afraid of spiritual warfare? Is there anything we cannot overcome if we're walking with Christ? Listen carefully. The battle is won. Don't believe Satan's lie that we have to do battle with him. Simply tell him, you've already been defeated. And the same power that defeated you is the same power that now resides in my life. Don't get caught up in the fad of spiritual warfare that keeps you so busy fighting Satan that you have no time to follow Christ. The war is over. This is the practical expression of the resurrection, and it's available to you. When you become a Christian, you're set in a wholly different dimension in which you can see what others don't see. As Jesus told his disciples, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Matthew 13, verse 11. If you've been given ability to understand the mysteries of God, Are you using your spiritual senses to detect the activity of God? Or do you act like the world, ignoring God until you need Him to bail you out of a crisis? You need to know what God is doing and then make whatever adjustment is needed to participate in His redemptive activity. As a Christian, you are to be a witness for Christ, a visible demonstration of every truth God has said. But the religious culture in which we live encourages us just to practice religious activity. As a result, we misunderstand our relationship with God and miss out on experiencing His power. Unfortunately, many Christians are living way below their potential, believing they'll never be anything but ordinary. But as Christians, we're children of God. If we're faithful in a little, He can make us rulers over much. You've been given the opportunity to function in the realm of resurrection power, the most exciting life you could ever imagine. What then could God do in your life if He knew you were wholly yielded to Him? What could He do in you and through you if you believed He has already blessed you with every spiritual blessing, delivered you out of the kingdom of darkness, and taken you who were dead in sin, and made you fully alive in Christ? Are you willing to let Him use you? Or are you settling for the ordinary, satisfied with being insignificant? The Living Word As we consider the event of the resurrection and its present impact upon our lives, we'll stay close to the Scriptures. They'll be our guide to a deeper understanding of what God has done on our behalf. They contain an accurate account of the resurrection event and its timeless application to believers today. As you seek to experience the power of the resurrection in your life, you can anticipate the living Word of God revealing to you the riches of God's provision. All you need to know about the resurrection is found in the Scriptures, and the Holy Spirit will apply them directly to your life. The key is not to discover truth, but to come with an open heart into which the Holy Spirit will reveal truth, and that truth will set you free. Remember, studying the resurrection is not an academic exercise. Our focus is not merely information, but application. True faith is based not upon knowing about Christ, but upon experiencing Him in our daily lives. A dry, scholastic, impersonal knowledge of God does not bring life. True knowledge of God is always personal, 
powerful, and life-changing. If you aren't willing to allow Christ to make significant changes in your life, this book is not for you. The first step in this journey is knowledge. You must know the truth and understand what God has done in the resurrection. Second, you must believe it's true for your life. The Holy Spirit has been assigned to help you accept the truth is real by testifying to your spirit that what you're seeing is true. Third, you must receive the truth into your life. It isn't good enough to know the truth or even believe the truth. You must embrace it as yours. Last, you must live the truth. That means taking what you've learned and acting upon it, making it a part of your daily life. Move through this entire process and you'll find new life in Christ, a life beyond anything you could imagine. Abraham was someone who went through this process of living out his faith. He did not waver at the promise of